Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Praise be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And uh, I wanted to read that to you guys. I usually read just part of that to, um, to introduce to you the power of God's grace and peace and if you guys have been following this podcast, you'll understand what grace means and uh, that force that is a part of of uh, the partnership between God and man. And uh, we've been studying our relationship in that partnership, and our part in that is faith. Uh, for the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith, tells us that we walk by faith, and all of that type of stuff. So we have been studying this topic, and uh, we've been taking it part by piece by piece. Uh, the Bible calls it precept by precept. I, in the last couple of podcasts, we focus on God's timeline of suddenly and by this time tomorrow. And uh, I spent time in those last two podcasts encouraging you that um, by this time tomorrow, God is going to change your circumstances. And I hoped that you uh, have done things that were necessary so that God could show up and change your life by this time tomorrow. In this episode, we are going to take a look at a particular topic that I feel that I need to talk about, especially in the time that the times that we live in, and that is about being anxious of things. The Bible tells us to be anxious of nothing, and so we're going to take a look and see how to manage anxiety, and uh, because uh, from the place of anxiety it takes us into deeper aspects, into fear, and uh, from fear, uh, you know, all the other things that come from there, unbelief and doubt and all those different things. But uh, the Bible tells us that um, anxiousness or anxiety um, will lead us into these things. And so we're going to take a look at that because I know I'd addressed some of this in previous um 
uh, uh, podcast where I talked about showing Jesus as our high priest and that we ought not to be anxious, but he is able to empathize with us in our current situation because he has been through all of them. And uh, uh, I want you guys to be aware of a couple of things that are happening um, outside of your Christian belief system around the world and the timeline that we are in as Christians. Um, I suggest that you guys get a book of Enoch and read that book. The book, a lot of people look at the book of Enoch as just a book about Nephilims and and uh, the fallen angels and, and the 200 and all of these things. That's just a small part of the book of Enoch. It goes into all kinds of um, uh, uh, visions that he disc goes into detail, and uh, he goes into he has a vision of the uh, the ten week uh, vision, and that ten week is the timeline that you and I are God is operating in in this dispensation, and um, according to the timeline, the time that we are in. Uh, the um, uh, the Bible tells us that in the end of days, the things that you and I are looking at, uh, they are a part of the end of days. Um, it talks about, uh, uh, Jesus makes a statement about um, when his disciples ask him, what does the end of days look like, or the end of the age? And Jesus begins to give to them a picture of what that looks like. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the end times. The Bible also goes and tells us that nature is going to be groaning. The earth is going to be uh, um, causing uh, uh, famine and, and uh, all the things that we're looking at, fire, earthquake, um, in diver places, um, all of these different signs are there for you and I to be aware of what's happening. And when you take those inf- that information and you put it into the um, the uh, ten week uh, uh, vision uh, timeline that Enoch has, we see that we are somewhere in fifty nine hundred. Um, we our timeline we have about until 2075 is 6,000 years. And uh, we all know about that 6,000 years. It is roughly believed that um, the end of this age will um, will will uh, take place. And so that's not a lot of time uh, that we have. Um, as the body of Christ, we do have a lot to do in preparation of uh, the coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us, Jesus says, the scripture says to occupy until he comes. And that word uh, to occupy means to be in a stance of, it's it's uh, a stand of war where you have to be prepared for war and to occupy for battle. So uh, you and I have to get through a few things before we can um uh, uh, stand before God, but it tells us that we are ought not to be anxious of things that we see amongst us, because it says when when we see these things, we ought to look up, and uh, we look we're looking up for who Jesus Christ. And so um, uh, we're going to read a lot. So I suggest you grab your notepads, your your Bibles, um, because I want you to see the Bible has a lot to say about uh, being anxious and being worried and being afraid and all of these things. And in the 
time of COVID, um, because the Bible does tells us that in the end of days, that a plague will come upon the earth. And um, I remember when this plague first came, uh, my granddaughter came to me and she asked me, she said, Papa, is this the big one? And um, after looking at it initially, I, I my assessment was no. I didn't think this was the big one. And uh, she said, well, it would have to become like Hollywood. She called it epic. Like Hollywood, meaning that um, the uh, rate of the increase as far as infectious rate has to, has to happen quickly. And the uh, effect of that has to happen quickly, meaning that the person would die faster and so forth, because it's somewhere uh, several billion people would have to die. I think it's 2.6 billion people would have to die if it's a third of mankind. And uh, so, uh, but the Bible also tells us that a fourth of mankind, the four horsemen, was given permission to to um, take out uh, a fourth of, of, of uh, mankind. And that's through pestilence, plagues, wars, all kinds of um, uh, uh, crazy stuff that we have to be mindful of what's happening around us. But um, uh, the scripture that we're going to take a look at is in Philippians 4, 6, through verses 8. And it reads, Be anxious for nothing, and everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known, God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. So within this um, verse, uh, God gives us the um, uh, encourages to be anxious of nothing, but he also gives us the formula by which we can obtain that peace that he talks about, that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And we're going to go through each and every one of those, and we will see that, that those principles, again, are all principles of faith, and they are seen through the lives of men and women in the Bible. And so that's where you and I are going to go and grab the um, the information so that we can learn and extract the, that uh, information and then apply it to our life to get the same outcome that they got. And uh, I've talked to you about what we are uh, um, asked to do by God is to model ourselves after him and after the principles that he obtained things and by which other people obtain things so that we can get the desired um, outcome. In Matthew 6, uh, 32 to 33, it states, For after these things Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so I'm going to um, break that scripture up for you a little, and so that you can have a clearer understanding of what is being said here. Um, I'm going to do a study, um, eventually I know I have to do this, on the two kingdoms, kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light and the kingdom of his dear son, the kingdom of God, those type of stuff. We're gonna, uh, I'm gonna do an in-depth study on that so that you can understand some of the things that we, and hopefully, uh, from that teaching, you will be better equipped to deal with certain things. But I'll give you a brief, um, uh, brief insight into this verse. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Now, 
We've talked about what God's righteousness is and um, that right standing with God that we obtain by faith or the just shall live by faith. And the Bible tells us that when Abraham was in faith, the Bible says God accredited that to him as righteousness so that we become righteous through faith and not of works. And so we've, we've gone through what that um, what that entails as far as the process, because like I told you, I believe faith is a process. It is just not um, uh, uh, some of the things that they teach us. And I believe once you understand the process of faith, then you will able to extract the, 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 the information and the way by which you do things to obtain your promises as God has given to you. Now, it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? Jesus talks about that the kingdom of God is at hand. And um, one of the things that he began to do in uh, when he first came and began to explain to them the kingdom of God, because he said the kingdom of God is at hand. And uh, he began to explain in the Mount Sermon on the Mount, that we call it, uh, the principles by which the kingdom of God is operated, operates by. Um, it has different laws, different principles that we activate in that kingdom versus the kingdom of darkness. From the kingdom of darkness, the Bible says the heart is desperately wicked above all things. So that we know that in that kingdom, they have a different set of principles, lying, cheating, stealing, all of those things. And the Bible says that when you are moved from one kingdom to the other, that you now must apply the kingdom uh, principles. That's why when someone, I've said it to you many times, when people see that you're applying the kingdom of God's principles in while we are here in this world, for the scripture says, we are of the world, but be not of the world. So oh, why we are being uh, applying different principles. And so while we are here applying different principles, people are going to look at you and they're going to say things to you that doesn't make any sense because they're looking at you from the place of the kingdom of darkness, not from a place of the kingdom of God. Because if they were, um, if they understood the kingdom of God's principles, then when they see you doing your your thing, what you're believing for, they will have an understanding that, hey, and so they would be able to place their faith along with yours because they have an understanding that you're applying what is called the principles of the principles that are in the, uh, God's kingdom. And so um, uh, that's where you will have the fight, or I guess the, the differences of opinion between uh, uh, an unbeliever and a believer or even a, a weak Christian um, will not be able, uh, one that lacks understanding about the, uh, applying the different principles. So um, let's take uh, a, uh, a look at uh, Romans chapter 8, 20, 28. I see, and we know that all things work together for good, those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. And so reason why I'm trying to build these things up, I'm trying to get you to the place for you to understand uh, the, um, where anxiety comes from and how to manage it. And uh, I want to show you your outcome 
that's already set up for you is that it says that, and we know that uh, all things work together for good, those who love God and those who are called according to his purposes. And so another scripture that I want you to take a look at is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, where it says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So here is a father declaring that he has uh, good plans to prosper his children, and he doesn't want to harm any of his children. He wants to uh, give us a hope and future. And so it offends me when I hear people say, blaming God for things he has uh, no hand in, uh, sicknesses and disease and all of these different things. So um, why would God want you sick? I mean, he doesn't want you sick. Why would he want you sick and then provide healing for you? So you, you, you have to change that mindset. Don't uh, let these guys uh, teach you all kinds of crazy stuff. Um about uh, uh, any of these things. And if you actually go into that uh, um, that uh, uh, book of Jeremiah and read a little closer as to what God was talking about, um, he talks about the pastors and, and priests telling um, people false, uh, false information. And uh, he said, don't listen to those guys. He says, I, I didn't send them. They, they come and um, they're saying all of these wonderful things to you, but he says, I didn't, they're not from me. And so you and I have to be very careful who we listen to um, when we are listening to uh, trying to get things from God. So you can go to him yourself. Uh, that's why when Jesus died, veil was ripped from the top to the bottom so that you can have access to God just like any person, any teacher, any priests, any, anyone. Now you have access to the Father yourself. In fact, you have someone there in heaven. Um, the Bible calls him, he's our high priest, says Jesus Christ, our high priest. And he is there on our behalf before the Father so that uh, uh, you don't have to run to another person uh, to, to, you already have a high priest. Is Jesus Christ. So now let's take a look again at Philippians uh, that we were talking. It says, when anxiety enters into your heart or into your spirit, first thing that uh, um, uh, we are told to do it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests known to God. So uh, anxiety comes, the Bible says, pray. So um, uh, I'm going to walk with you through this stuff so you could see what it says. It says, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Let's take this line. It just talks about prayer. We have not because we ask not, the Bible says. It says, if you have, Jesus says, here to, you have not asked anything in my name. Um, that's because he was still here with his disciples, but he said, from henceforth, ask anything in my name and my father will give it to you. And the Bible, as I mentioned before, that connotation is, it means that if I really, if I don't have it, I'll make it for you. But the Bible tells us that God has everything. He's that interested that if he doesn't have it and, and if you have a father that loves his child, he, 
will try to do anything in his power, meet that need of that child once the child expresses the need. So you and I, the Bible uh, requires us to express the need. We have to express the need by faith. He tells us that we have to come and pray. We have to believe first that he is here, he's God, and that he wants to, to reward those that diligently seek him. The Bible tells us that it's all there. But the Father expresses, wants us to come and express the need that we have. And once we express the need, then the Bible, it places us on a certain footing. Uh, the Bible, why did he want, he wants us to express the need? It says, um, for my God shall supply all of your need. And so once you express your need, you are now placed yourself in a position that your need is fulfilled. So that's why he wants you to come and buy, but in everything in prayer and supplication. And prayer and supplication is the different degrees of praying. Um, and uh, uh, the Bible tells us in the Old Testament, you see, with supplication, that means they used to put on sackcloth and ashes and, and, and get before God. And uh, uh, it has a connotation of praying, uh, uh, a deeper praying, you may say, uh, praying tongues. For those that don't, praying tongues means that you come before him and just uh, keep before his face with the word and bring it. Uh, uh, and it says, pray with thanksgiving. And again, uh, that thanksgiving, what it does, it positions you in a certain place. And uh, uh, we've talked about uh, how uh, it positions you. We saw that in uh, Abraham's life. We saw that in with uh, uh, when the Bible says that he was not weak in faith. How? By giving glory unto God. And I keep telling you guys, this is the place in which we get a chance to receive revelation of who God is and who we are. And once we get that revelation, then we begin to be in that place of peace because we realize that it's not a, it's out of our hand because if it was in our hand we would have taken care of it a long time ago we wouldn't be there so because it's not in our hand and it's not in our ability to change it we have to develop a, our faith and trust into someone else who has the ability to change it and so that is why i read to you um uh jeremiah when it talks about um, God says, I know the plans that I have for you. I want you to see who he is and what he wants to do for you. He says, uh, for, I know the th my, uh, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, say to Lord in another translation, this is the King James, uh, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And uh, the NIV reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you peace, hope, and a future. So um, uh, uh, the process is to ask, but in everything, prayer and supplication, your different degrees of prayers, and then with thanksgiving, begin to thank God for the results of what you're asking for. Let your requests be made known. And so 
you now have done that piece and that uh, um, uh, you have released it to, to God and uh, you are now going to stay in a state of thankfulness uh, in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So you now begin to, in that place of thanksgiving, you are now looking, you're not looking at your ability at all. Absolutely focus on God and His ability. And so as you begin to trust God, you begin to let Him handle all of the aspect, the behind, I talked to you about grace, the behind the scenes stuff and what grace does. So it says, thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what's going to happen to you at that point? As you begin to do that, Bible said the process continues and says that the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Jesus Christ. So that is the area that you're trying to get to. And the process by which you get there, as we mentioned, is how you pray, you ask, you put yourself, when you ask, you place yourself in a uh, in a state of need. And once you are in a state of need, the scripture says, I will supply all of your need. And as you place yourself in that place of need, then you place yourself in a place of prayer, um, supplication, as we talked about, and you make your request known, and that's where you're at. And then you begin to place yourself in a thankfulness and that state of thankfulness, continual thankfulness, and you will receive the peace of God. And once you receive the peace of God, then you will get a desired outcome. And so uh, there are scriptures all through the Bible. That's why I wanted to tell you First uh, Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. And that is why I am trying to get back to these scriptures. Why he tells you that he cares for you. For I know the plans that I have for you, declare the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and future. So um, Matthew tells us, in Matthew 6, 34, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Um, we look at John uh, uh, 4, 14, 27, and this is where the place the Bible tells, Jesus talks about the peace. It says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Does the world give, do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So Psalms, the book of Psalms is an excellent book that deals with this because Peter went through, not Peter, um, uh, David went through so much stuff with fear and, and anxiety um, that uh, that was what, some of his problem that he had to deal with. And um, uh, But I wanted to, he came to the conclusion, Psalm 16, 8, says, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. And that's why he understood that God was his father because he had some of the best scriptures that we read, Psalms uh, um, uh, 91, 
talks about uh, the 23rd Psalms, talks about him being shepherd, all these different revelations that he had. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nation. I will exalt in the earth. Uh, he begins to talk so much about uh, God. He says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Uh, uh, so, Take some of the things out in the book of Psalms, Psalms, uh, Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not onto your own understanding. Uh, um, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Proverbs twelve twenty five. anxiety is a man's heart, weighs him in a man's heart, weighs him down, but good word makes him glad. And so where would you find that good word? You'll find it in the word of God. You go and you find that scripture. I'm trying to get to you a bunch of them right here. Um, let me read that again. I said, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Find it. Uh, find it in the Word of God. We talked about Jeremiah 20, 29, 11. Matthew 6, uh, 25 through 27 talks about uh, being anxious about your life. Matthew 6, 34, don't be anxious of tomorrow, which we read uh, earlier. Uh, Luke 12, 25. These are all scriptures. John 14, 27, which we read earlier about the peace of God. Um, uh, uh, Romans 8, a 31, here's a beautiful scripture. What then shall we say to these things? Whatever things that are coming up against you, I don't care what they are. What shall we say about these things? What does the Bible say? And the Bible is a beautiful, beautiful in the book of Romans. It's just beautiful. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So um, that in light of Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So uh, when you put those things together, you'll see what then shall we say to these things? God is for us. Who can be against us? Uh, Philippians, uh, we talk about Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of Christ rule your heart, to which indeed you are called in one body and be thankful. That space that I keep telling you about that uh, uh, you need to be, because it was that same space that uh, um, Abraham was in when he received the revelation of what? That God was able to perform what he said he would. And once he got to that revelation, the Bible says that God accredited to him as righteousness and he got promise. And so the formula that we talked about is there. He says, be anxious for nothing in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your heart, your spirit, your mind, your thoughts. Um, it will keep you focused on Jesus Christ and you will get your desired outcome. And so um, I know there's a lot happening around you. Um, if you've been following uh, my, my, uh, my podcast, you'll know that I took some time and focus on that our job is not to focus 
on the scene, because the scene is of the kingdom of darkness. It is not of the kingdom of light. Through the kingdom of light, we look at a different lens. We look at the lens of faith. And so when he's trying to get us to, to, to not focus, he says, Abraham did not consider his body now dead, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't even consider it. And so he didn't focus on what was the natural realm. He focused on the kingdom's principle. What principle? The principle of faith and the principles of confession. All of these things we studied as we studied in, um, if you've been following me. And so I know that anxiety is raging all around us, but I want to encourage you and let you know that the Bible says that we ought to be anxious of nothing and that God is here and that he has plans for you. And that plans we've talked about, we've studied it, and we've talked about it many times in this uh, podcast. So I want to encourage you guys, um, stay in faith, um, stay in the, that process and in that place of thanksgiving. And it is in that place of worship right there. For yet, even though the fig tree has not prospered, yet will I praise him. It's talking about when your times and your place is dark. Nothing, it doesn't seem like anything is happening. Why? Because grace is the behind the scenes stuff that is taking place. God is working on hearts, he's working on yours, and he's working on all the other people that he has to work on in order to bring uh, bring your, your, your vision and your dream to fruition. So um, stay in faith, and until next time, uh, the just shall live by faith. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.